LinkedIn might not have the reach of a Facebook or a Twitter, but what it does have is a highly engaged professional audience looking to drive their professional career or their company's presence forward. So how can you as a founder of a startup company utilize LinkedIn in the best way to drive your business forward? In today's episode, we're going to look at the different ways, tips, tricks, and trends of LinkedIn to help you extract the most value for your business from this platform. So welcome to this week's show, and today we are lucky to be joined by Marae Ryan, who is the CEO at the Social Media Marketing Institute. And Marae has agreed to come on and talk about LinkedIn and how we can create a LinkedIn strategy for founders of startup companies. So thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure. I'm so happy to be able to come here and have a chat about something I love to talk about. It works well, doesn't it? Isn't it great when you do a job where you actually enjoy what you're doing, the the topic and the subject? Oh, absolutely. And funnily enough, today I was reading a LinkedIn post where they were talking about following your passion. And I actually typed in in that post, I said, you know what? I love what I do so much that every day I just get up and can't wait to start work. So I feel very blessed to be in that situation. And it's fantastic for me too, because I'm going to spend the next half an hour asking you questions that I want to know the answer to, to help with my (laughs) LinkedIn strategy. So this is going to work out great. Brilliant. So let's jump straight in. I always start with the same question, which is, what do you see as the biggest difference between a founder doing you know, marketing and profile building on LinkedIn as opposed to a business? Is there a competitive advantage that a founder of a startup company has and they can use, I guess, to kind of beat the big man, if you like? Oh, absolutely. You know, I work with CEOs as well as, you know, startup uh, individuals, you know, people who run um, companies, but then they've got the entrepreneurs. And the difference is, is just your speed to market for one, because when you're an entrepreneur, particularly when you're running your own business and you're the founder, You don't have levels of bureaucracy that you have to get approval from. And even as a CEO, you still have, you know, there's legal people and PR people and other people who are trying to obviously help craft your image or the things that you're sharing because of obviously the the greater ramifications, particularly if there are shareholders and, and those kind of people. So as a founder, you have the benefit that when you want to share something, you can just share it. And obviously, you need to be mindful about what you share because, you know, when you see, you know, startups, you know, founders like, say, your Elon Musk, who I'm <laughs> yes. sure has, has tweeted out and shared some controversial things, you might think sometimes it is worthwhile having people with you, having your back there just to make sure that the things that you're sharing are the right things. But, but for me, I mean, I've always been in the sort of startup entrepreneurial space. And for me, I love that I can you know, think of something that I want to share and I literally can just get on board and just share it on my social platform. That's fantastic. And I had Kaz on last week from Writerly and she gave exactly the same advice around blogging. That, that's that competitive advantage, just not having to go through the steps of bureaucracy to, to publish something. So um, it's good that that theme is holding true. I'm curious specifically around LinkedIn. The thing about LinkedIn for me is you've got personal pages and profiles and of course you've got company pages. Do you find that you know, owners of companies have any success posting out of their company pages or is, is that a bit dead on LinkedIn? Well, it's actually interesting because LinkedIn is just re-sort of framing their pages. So they're actually putting a lot of effort into getting them moving. So I think you're going to see over the coming months and years that the company pages will get a bit more love and a bit more um, engagement. But what I do for me in my business, because I have the Social Media Marketing Institute company page, which to be honest, I haven't actually spent a lot of time building. I've actually been more focused. And again, I guess this goes back to my entrepreneurial 
founder kind of mindset. I've been so busy growing my thought leadership and my brand because I understand that if I do that, that the the resonance and the benefit of my brand will get out there through my personal brand and my personal accounts anyway. But what I've started doing to help build a little bit of love on my company pages, I've actually been posting on my company page, then sharing that update onto my personal brand page and making commentary about the posts that I put on my company page. And I'm finding that that's starting to drive traffic back to my company page, as well as obviously building what I'm doing on my own brand. That's really interesting. So you're posting sort of factual articles and releases on your company page, then sharing it from your personal page on LinkedIn, where you add your own sort of personal flavor or spice to maybe slightly dry. Not that not that what your company page is going to post is going to be dry, but you know, you add your personality to it. And that way you're kind of getting two bites of the what's the saying? Two bites of the apple or the cherry? It's some bit of fruit. Two bites of the cherry. cherry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a fruit. <laughs> and and that's and that's I think something that's of advantage to when you're trying to build a company page because it is harder to drive traffic without you know spend I haven't really been a fan of spending too much money on LinkedIn for advertising. So the difference between me is I've only got a few hundred followers on my company page where I've got almost 29,000 following me on my personal brand page, on my personal page. So it makes sense that if I want to get something out there, I want to amplify it through my own personal brand, even when it's my own company details, because that's where it's going to get the eyeballs on the post very Absolutely. quickly. Absolutely. 29,000. That is a crazy big number. I mean, how? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things that happened, but was there a point where that really skyrocketed? We kind of went from a few thousand to into the tens and the 20,000s. Was, was there one event that you did or one thing that happened that created that spike for you? I think I, I've never really had, I guess, a viral sensation where I've posted something and then suddenly everyone from everywhere's become a follower. What I found is that, and it's true for most people, is just having consistency. I found that the first, probably up to the first 10,000 followers was quite a bit of work from my side and I would engage and comment and connect and, and with other people all the time. And that's how I built that following. But once I hit that 10,000 and I started to have an engaged audience, I found that then my account just started to grow a lot more organically and I didn't have to put as much effort. But saying that, I do put effort into my LinkedIn every day. So every single day, I'm either posting, I'm commenting, I'm connecting with people. So I don't think there's ever a time when you can just let it just totally go on autopilot. You've always got to be there engaging because social media is about a two-way conversation between people. It's not just a one-way billboard kind of advertising situation where you just share information and you just leave it like that. It's got to be a conversation builder. And I take the relationships that I build on LinkedIn, I take them then into the real world and I set up meetings and I connect with people and I have coffees and it becomes a really great way. And a lot of, I met a lot of friends on LinkedIn. Yeah, I think I don't know if we met on LinkedIn or maybe we met over Twitter, but whatever it was, it was both of us playing the social game and I forget who reached out to who, (laughs) but yeah, we've we've been in contact a number of times now, so it works. It does work, you know, and it's interesting. I was um, thinking about some friends of mine, a friend of mine who I connected through online and that was actually through Twitter. He connected with me and he's in Melbourne and then he connected me with a mutual friend of his who's in Sydney and that's through Twitter and LinkedIn and so through those three, you know, us connecting together, we're then connected with lots of other people. So it shows the power of being able to meet people online. And then we've been able to take that into the real world. And I've had events with both of them where they're both there. So it's been fantastic. That's brilliant. 
I'm really keen to ask you this question. I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but for most of us and myself included, so, you know, I think, what have I got? Maybe about 3000 connections, which means I'm pretty much about the same number of followers. I'm really intrigued to know what it's like to have 20 something thousand or 20 or whatever the number was. What does that mean? Like if you do a status update in the last week, what are those, if you're willing to share them, what are the kind of numbers that you're likely to see? I mean, I know that if I make a post, I might get a, if I do well, I might get a hundred likes from say 3000 connections and I can get, you know, a few thousand views. If I do really, really well, I might get five or you know 8,000 views on a status update. What does that look like for you being multiple times you know, more influential than I am on LinkedIn? <laughs> if you don't mind sharing. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's been times when I've posted things in the past and it literally has fallen flat <laughs> where you literally post something and you think, is anybody on LinkedIn today? <laughs> but there's been, you know, I've had some amazing, um, I mean, just I'll, I'll tell you some posts from this last week, but the biggest ones I've had is I've had two posts in the last 12 months where they've been seen by a quarter of a million wow. people. So, you know, that's, it's, I've, I've tried, you know how you go try, you say, I'm going to try and be viral. Well, every time I've tried to be viral and I thought, oh, this will be quite viral it never works. And the times that I post something that has nothing to do with anything, it you know, just sometimes it just hits that right resonance. But uh, the last week, so yesterday I put a post up and I talked about, I actually talked about time and I try and look at ways that I can share either lessons I've learned or, you know, things that I've seen or I talk about people that I know. And that post was just a post. It had no link. It had no image. And that's been seen in 24 hours by 24,000 people. And I put a post up, the one I was telling you about before where I posted on my company page and then I shared it across to my personal LinkedIn page. It's obviously about something that people are quite keen on and the industry that I'm targeting, which is social media and it's the Social Media Marketing Awards. And that's been seen by 52,000 people in two days. Right. So that's what I can look forward to when I become a celebrity like you online on LinkedIn oh, and I have all the followers. Far from it. But, <laughs> but, you know, the thing that was important for me is, you know, you know we can sometimes use likes mm-hmm. as a measure, which, you know, that's obviously, a, you know, I always think that, that it's still a little bit of a vanity metric. Um, for me, where the, the magic happens is when people obviously start connecting with me and we take it offline, when business opportunities come out of them, when I've had opportunities. For example, I'll give you a great example of, of how something went from being on LinkedIn to into the real world. I had been, I was actually just sort of coming into the space that I'm in now after being in the fitness industry for 15 years. And so I was not really pushing anything, but was just posting normally. And then I got a message through my LinkedIn connect uh, you know in the messages direct messages and it was from the office of the lord mayor of brisbane and they wanted to ha- they wanted to invite me to have breakfast with the lord mayor and i thought oh that's great you know i'll be in a room with hundreds of people and um you know that'll be great uh, you know i'd love to go and when i got there it was actually a room with just another 15 people with the lord mayor of brisbane and so it was a very intimate setting and um afterwards i asked well how did you find me and they said well we were looking for people who not only was you know had the social skills and social media skills but we also wanted someone who had business skills and I'd run my own businesses and been an award-winning entrepreneur for the uh, 15 years at that stage so that then led me to not only get to meet the Lord Mayor but then they also invited me to then train all the councillors in the Brisbane City Council on how to use social media and then I was also asked to speak at the Lord Mayor's Business Forum to 250 business owners. 
And that all came out of me just posting. That's on LinkedIn. amazing. I guess, and, and that's the game, isn't it? It's that it's that consistency, but it's it's not just being online. It's about how you can actually not even monetize that, but bring it into the real world. Because it's great being a an online sort of sensation, but if you can't bring it into the real world, it sort of lacks that. I don't know what you call it, but it's not credibility, but it's it's that real substance. So I, I love that. And I think I think going back to your point you made earlier, it's about that consistency. It's that day in, day out, posting and committing to actually posting something on LinkedIn and listening at the same time. And that, and I was just going to say, that's kind of critical because it's great to post, but it's the connection with every person who connects. So you might say, oh, well, I only got five comments on my post. But if you then take the time to reach out and connect with those five people, then you're building relationships and strengthening the connection you have between the two of you. And that, you, I mean, everyone's connected to so many people. I mean, they say on Facebook that the average connection is, you know, 114 people. And I'm, I'm not sure what the actual connection rates are on LinkedIn. I, I probably should find that out. When you connect with somebody, you're not only connecting with them, but you're connecting with their network. And particularly if they're then posting on your posts, like commenting, then their network's seeing those things. And that's a way that you also can build your That's a network. great tip, actually. So the... The getting of somebody to engage with your post, not to, even more than a like, but actually the comment, increases the chance that you're reaching not only them, but their entire audience as well. Yeah, I, I find myself, sometimes I have connections of mine who will like my comments on other people's posts. And you sort of think, ah, oh, I see how this works. It's a real community thing. And it is often the people that I've connected with in some meaningful way. They're the ones that I'm more likely to comment on the posts with. So yeah, I think that's really, really good advice. I'm curious as well, just in terms of timeline, I mean, one thing that can be painful for a founder or any owner of a company, I guess, is just how long is this going to take to make some kind of difference? Now, you know, how long is a piece of string really? But, you know, in your experience, what's the kind of time frame you want to be practically setting yourself to say, I need to do this? It's like a, you know, in fact, you know, I'll use the analogy of fitness or weight loss. It's like getting up and doing a run for one day and eating well is not going to change your fitness and your health. Uh, I guess it's a bit like LinkedIn. What, what's the time frame someone should reasonably set themselves to give themselves a chance of seeing an upside to their LinkedIn work? Well, I think it's important that you don't get afraid of the time commitment. And I, when I talk to CEOs and people who, you know, C-suite executives, one of the things obviously that their main focus or thing that's something that they're, I guess they're a little bit gun shy from is that they think that if they do get involved in social media, that it's going to be a big time commitment. And if you don't watch yourself, yes, it can, because as we all know, social media can be a time vortex that you sort of dive into and then next thing you know, suddenly half an hour's gone. But if you're disciplined, and I'm a big believer of finding the little cracks in the day so that I'm not having to spend a dedicated bit of time during my working time to do that. So for example, when I wake up in the morning, one of the first things that I do is I will look to what I'm going to post on LinkedIn. Well, I already have a plan, but I actually write the post in LinkedIn and I do it as early as possible because I know that the earlier I can get it out and get people seeing it and them engaging with it, then the more likely that over the course of the day, it will sort of get that bit more love from the, the algorithm and be seen by more people. And I, when I start to see second and third connections engaging with my post I know that I've sort of hit that sweet spot because it's getting outside my own network so that's interesting so that um, so that tip is I about say- posting early in the morning so catching that sort of 7 8 a.m in your local time zone window is that and that's where you found to be sort of the sweet spot for the LinkedIn algorithm yeah I tend to find that as long as I do it before 10 a.m 
I tend to feel that I, I seem to get the love out of that post. If I post later in the day, I don't seem to get that love as much. And, you know, you've got to think about, well, when are people going to be on LinkedIn? They tend to not be during working hours because obviously they're focused doing their career. And if they're spending all day on LinkedIn, then, you know, is, are they doing the right thing by their career? You know, if they're doing that all day, they should be focusing on what they're excellent at. So, you know, obviously doing it first thing, people are commuting. There's a lot of people on public transport. Um, people are sort of getting in before they commence their day at work. So before they actually start work, that's a really good time. And then, you know, people might catch it during their lunch break or, or during a, a break in the day. So the earlier you can get it up there so that it's ready to go, the more likely people are going to see it. And like I said, it's the critical thing. It's not just people see it, but that people have time to engage with the post. So they have time to read it. So obviously it can't be massively long and you don't want to be sharing big articles all the time because people don't have time to engage with it. But if you can get it so that you're doing it first thing in the morning and people have had time to like it and share or write a post or, or whatever, then that has time for it to then be seen by their networks and then people start to engage with it. And, it, and that's why you want to get it so that then the second and third connections start to see it because then you know that it's reaching outside your network. And by reaching outside your network, that's how you bring new followers. Great and advice. And you just touched yourself. on something there, which I think is an important point. So when you're going to make a post on LinkedIn, that first decision you often make is, is this a post or is this an article? Do you have any advice for people around what when you're deciding between a LinkedIn post or a LinkedIn article? Are there some rules that you like to advise people to, to follow in terms of choosing one of those mediums? Well, I can't say that I'm great when it comes to writing LinkedIn articles. I was actually looking the other day on my own um, account and going, man, it's been like a year since I've written an article. So um, I'm not somebody who's very good when it comes to articles. I've got some friends of mine who are excellent at writing articles and they can get a lot of engagement from their articles. But And what they do is they'll actually write the article and then they'll write it as a post and connect to the article. So that's how they get a lot of traction with their articles. Um, for me, there's all different types of ways you can post on LinkedIn. There's just a text post. Then there's a post that has a link. And then there's a post that has a video and the post that has an image. So there's all different types of posts. And I like to mix them up a little bit so that um, there's interest and variety. Um, when it comes to, I find actually that my just text only posts seem to get really good traction for, for some reason. I always was brought up from a marketing perspective that you need to have an image with everything. But I'm finding that just my text only posts um, have a lot of, they get a lot of engagement and I might throw a few emojis or things or making sure in that first um, line that when, you know, when it comes up on the feed, they generally just have the first couple of lines of your post sometimes that, that yep. there's something of interest in there to draw the eye. So whether that's emojis or a hashtag that changes the color of a word, something that just sort of, you know, is also going to get people's attention. I mean, it could be the first line has something that has some emotion in it or it's like writing almost like a headline. It's got to grab someone's attention so that they'll then spend the time to read the rest of the post. So so there's, there's a bunch of nuggets in there. I almost felt like you went so quickly, people might miss over some of the gold that you just said. So just quickly going back. So hashtagging a word that's in your status or your post update, that changes yeah. the color. And then the theory there is it not only does that help with the hashtag searching algorithm, but potentially also helps capture someone's eye because it looks a little yes. bit different. Yes. I've got a good friend of mine, the LinkedIn like Ninja, that. Gillian Bullock, and she's helped me with some of these tips over time as well. But um, 
yeah, having something that attracts the eye is important. So I like to use emojis sometimes just to give it something of interest. So like, for example, on my post today, I wrote, I had three lightning bolts as my first thing, which sort of, you know, attracts people's eye. And then I said, never had something hit me with such force, dot, dot, dot. And so... I love that. I'm looking at it now. I'm, I'm learning it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people many- sort of looking to go, well, what is she talking about? You know, what? and then they go, oh, well, I need to look at that post because I want to see what had hit her with such force. You know, so you've got to have something that gives people a little bit of intrigue um, that gets them their interest. So yeah. having the emojis might, might not seem professional to some people. I find that it's a great way to get that visual um you know, bringing the eye to my post. So I don't use a lot of them. I'm not over the top with them. I just use them strategically, but it does definitely bring more sort of of your eye to the post. That's brilliant. One thing that I've read about too in the post, and I think you touched on it, was the um the, the game about getting people to click on the see more, the dot, 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 see yes. more. Is that something you've yes. experienced as well? If you can get people to click on the see more, even if they don't like and comment, I'm going to realize there's no way we can really measure that. But is that something you bake into your post strategy as well? Absolutely. Every post I write, I think, how can I get somebody to, if they're only just seeing, because if somebody's liking your post and it gets shown in, so if it's somebody who's connected to you or someone who's just, seen your post and they've liked it when that goes into their feed and their connection see it it'll only show the beginning of the post that you've written so that's why I always make sure that it's got something that's very intriguing you know like one of them I did was I wrote and so and tears ran down my cheeks and people like well what's wrong with her you know so you know they they want to look and it was because I was happy because something had happened that was amazing you know and I always look at ways that I can, you know, get people's attention. Like the post I put yesterday that's seen by 24,000, um, it's, I, I'll just read what I wrote as my first line. Hang on. Uh, it says, for me, this is one of the biggest secrets of success hashtag. So hashtag for success for 2019. And so as soon as people see that, they go, oh, okay, maybe I should have a look and see what she's talking about. And then I, the next. So that's interesting because that's that's what people go onto LinkedIn for, isn't it? I guess this is the mindset. People go onto LinkedIn to achieve something, to make themselves better in some way. So all your posts are playing up to or playing into that desire to achieve something. But at the same time, they've also got to bring value to the audience that you've connected with. And this is something that's a bit of a bugbear for me: is some people post on LinkedIn just videos that they know will be viral that have nothing to do with their area of expertise. And that is a bit of a bugbear for me because why are you on LinkedIn? It's not a popularity contest to see who will just like a video because it's kind of cool. To me, it's about building thought leadership. It's about building um, your brand. And so I always try and make sure that anything that I'm posting has some sort of relevance to what it is that I do and so that there's a connection because at the end of the day, what is my goal? My goal is to expand my network, to meet awesome people, to be able to help people achieve the goals that they want to achieve in the space that I have that expert uh, status in. And if I'm posting something about a rocket taking off that has nothing to do with anything that I'm posting about, but I know it's going to be viral, yes, I'll attract a lot of eyes, but I'll also attract a lot of eyes that aren't relevant to the space that I'm trying to focus in. So I think something that's important is it needs to be relevant. And you can still tie in a story about rockets as long as it's got a relevant message to why that rocket is being shown. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. You know what and I mean? That, it's 
yeah and that's the, for me part of that and where that manifests itself the most is where you see people commenting this is linkedin it's not facebook whenever you start to see those comments yeah. You just oh, go, yeah. yes that's what it is like it's you know it's it's wonderful we know something and i see a lot of people i guess doing what you're saying which is find something that's viral on instagram or facebook and post it on linkedin and that's for me personally that's yes. the fastest way i'm going to unfollow or block that person because i just think no that's not what i'm on linkedin for i'll go to facebook for that well that's right and that's why i love the different platforms because you can be a different type you know sort of share a different aspect to your personality on the different platforms the way i engage on linkedin is totally different to the way i engage on say twitter and then totally different to the way i engage in instagram a business network it's professional people don't want to see what you had for lunch you know they want to understand how your information can help them achieve their goals and whether a connection with you will help either of you to be able to achieve the objective that you are seeking to achieve. I'm really keen to ask a final question of you, um, which is imagine a scenario where an early stage founder meets you at a cafe. You've probably met them over LinkedIn. You're really in the same area. And she's asking you just for that one or two golden tips to really help her expand her LinkedIn profile so it's going to help her business. What are the two things you'd like her to leave the cafe knowing that you think is going to be the easiest to follow and make a difference to her LinkedIn profile? Well, the first one would be that you need to set up your profile in a way that is going to be attractive to your ideal audience. So it's important when you're setting up your profile that you think about keywords, things that will allow you to be found when people search because keywords are still very critical in LinkedIn, you know, hashtags and things like that. So make sure you set up your profile to be attractive to your ideal audience. Explain who you are, how you can help them and um, what thought leadership you have. I see a lot of people who they don't have any, I mean, they still have that blue background, which, you know, behind the, your image at the top bit, the banner, I know they the still one. have yep. that on default. That's a valuable piece of real estate that you need to... I'm just, I'm just checking to... mine now to make sure that I haven't done that. <laughs> Make sure that it's relevant. Um, yeah, you want to make sure that, that that real estate is being used because when people get a connection request from you, and this is with me, when somebody sends me a connection request, I want to see that we could help each other. And if they have nothing to do with my area of expertise or they can't, so I can't help them, they can't help me, then I might not connect with them. So it's important that you have a really good profile set up, that it's strong, that you're, it tells you on LinkedIn whether you're an all-star or not. Work towards becoming an all-star. Have a professional image. Don't have a selfie as your image. Don't use, a, you know, like where people do cartoon characters of themselves. You can't do that. Just have a professional headshot. Have all the things that are important for your profile listed about what the skills are. And then the second thing, that I would uh, ask people to do is to don't, is to not every day come onto LinkedIn and go, oh, what am I going to post today? Because when we talk about time management, if you have to work out every day what it is you're going to post, it is going to suck a big part of your day and it's not going to help you with the purpose of LinkedIn, which is to help you connect and drive people to your website. So you need to think what are the pain points and issues that my audience has how can I provide engaging content that will help them get a taste of how I can help them? And how can I then use that to drive traffic back to my website? And just a tip too, don't post links in your update when you first do it because LinkedIn doesn't want to send people 
elsewhere away from LinkedIn. They want people to stay on LinkedIn. So what I tend to do is I go back in and add my links later or put them in the comments. I see that all the time now. Yeah, it's kind of like link in the first comment. Yeah. <laughs> the algorithm's nicer to you when you don't put links in your uh, your post. That's an, that's an awesome tip. That's actually, that's I guess that's one of the, the hot things at the moment on LinkedIn is everyone realizing that if you're trying to t- use LinkedIn to send traffic away from LinkedIn, you're going to be fighting against the algorithm. That's not what they want as a business. Mm. So give them the value in mm. the post as much as you can and kind of go from there. So if there's founders out there that sort of want to keep picking your brain and learning more, um, is there a what's the best way to get in contact? Or is there a course that you're running at the moment or is going to be coming on soon that they can to reach out and connect to you to to chat about, I guess? Yes. Um, I love working with founders, CEOs, anyone in the sort of C-suite about helping them to firstly develop their LinkedIn and Twitter profiles and then use those profiles to be able to build their thought leadership and, and get their personal brand out there. Because as we know these days, you know, CEOs particularly and founders need to step out from behind their companies and be right out the front because people want to be able to engage with other people. They don't just want to engage with an organization. And I think Richard Branson's a great example of that, of how his fun brand allowed Virgin to have that fun, uh, more relaxed kind of um, brand. So I think it's important that founders and CEOs are able to look after their own brands, be able to have that thought leadership. And what I do is I help them to be able to position themselves, post and have a great content strategy to be able to, and I work with them and their team um, to be able to help them to be able to achieve success on LinkedIn and Twitter. And so to be able to find me, best to either connect with me, obviously on LinkedIn. So my name is my um, the best way to find me. It's a fairly original sort of name. So you shouldn't have any problems other than spelling. And my website, mireryan.com, M-I-R-E-I-L-L-E, Ryan, R-Y-A-N.com, as where you can find more information. Fantastic. I'll make sure I put links into show notes because I know it's always hard to copy those down. And most people who listen to podcasts are probably driving or walking <laughs> yes. or doing something else or they're supposed to be working. So <laughs> That's what I do. I'm always listening to podcasts in the car. So yes, links are great. And, and that and that to me is the beauty of this particular format is that you everyone's probably doing something else right now, some menial task and and it just could be, you know, I say menial, but, you know, walking the dog or driving the car to work or back or sitting on a train or a bus. Um, and that's the great thing about this. This is, it's, it's a great medium for sharing ideas. And yeah, look, I would absolutely, if you can find, I mean, just following you on LinkedIn and on Twitter, you're going to get a lot of golden nuggets just because, you know, the advice you've given already is amazing. And I know that there's a lot more. So highly recommend everyone to reach out to you and make that connection because at the end of the day, that's what we're talking about, right? So take this as an action point and sort of start following and and don't just send um, Marae a, a blank LinkedIn request. You know, make sure you've updated your profile. Give her some reason in the notes. You know, give her, you know, say something about why. Say, you know, I heard you on the Fractal podcast and I'd like to connect and etc 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 but i guess take this as a as an action point to sort of make that connection and build your network from today absolutely and i'm a big believer that if you want to get better at something you know look at people who are doing it well and i'm always looking at others and how i can you know i did i did an actual um post about the top 25 linkedin trainers in australia sort of in the asia pacific and in part of that i actually went through and i um did an evaluation on each one of those trainers and their linkedin profiles 
And I learned so much from looking at their LinkedIn profiles that I'm about to do a bit of a revamp on my own LinkedIn profile from the things that I learned. So it's always good to follow others so you can learn more. Fantastic advice. Thank you so much for your time today. Look, I look forward to following more of your tips on on LinkedIn and Twitter into the future. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. If you really enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever program you use to listen to your podcasts. And if you'd like to show your support for me or the show, please like or review on your preferred platform. This helps more people find the platform and really encourages me to keep producing more episodes. So until next week, good luck with your marketing.